him off, Dan. We've located the droid with the stolen plans. Good work, Admiral Wink. I shall inform Lord Vader. Affirmative. I will send a recovery unit to retrieve the droid. Droid, what is your cargo and destination? <laughs> a diplomatic mission to Alderaan, huh? Admiral, check this droid's memory. I believe it's lying. It appears the droid's name is R2-D2, and it is carrying the stolen plans. R2-D2, huh? R2, how did you acquire these plans? I knew the princess was part of the rebellion. We should execute her immediately. We cannot, Admiral. That's Lord Vader's decision. Admiral, take this droid and have its memory erased. There will be no more of this Obi-Wan Kenobi business. It will be reprogrammed to work for the Empire. Yes, sir. Now that the Director's Death Star plans are back in the hands of the Empire, what should we do? You can figure that out. Wink, I am your podcast host. to the Shattered Order Podcast. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. Hey, we don't serve their kind here. With your hosts... Good night, punk. He doesn't like you. And Win Killer Inc. I don't like you either. You just watch yourself. We wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. This week, we slaughtered everyone's new hopes to slap our droid collar on R2-D2. But lost in the shuffle was how fun these trooper changes are. We'll cover this week's update notes and more coming up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shattered Order podcast. This is episode 44. I am back, and I am your host... Good night, punk. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, Wink? I am Groot. <laughs> so normal as always, then. I am Groot. All right. Well, let's hope you can keep that up for 50 minutes. I am Groot. <laughs> I probably could, but that would not make for good podcasting. So... I'll just translate and say, not a lot. Sitting here drinking a scotch. I had some margaritas earlier because we are recording on Cinco de Mayo. And, uh, you know, I love me some tequila, so nothing wrong with National Margarita Day. I thought it was Revenge of the Fifth. 
Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that too. That's, that's a good point. Happy day after Star Wars Day, everyone. Yeah. Um, I, so one of my friends sent me a deal today. It was um, this dude dressed up in a stormtrooper or stormtrooper suit. You know, he had on the white suit and everything, but he had uh, Han Solo's no blasters. Pants on? No, he had Han Solo's blasters, <laughs> a sombrero, and as a Mexican dude, and on the bottom it said Juan Solo. It was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. He's the next character. Since they killed off Han Solo, he shows up in The Last Jedi. <laughs> I'm his brother. <laughs> uh, perfect. That's exactly Anyways, what we Discord. Need. Yeah, Discord. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, shout out to everybody that's joined. We've got, what, like probably 70 people in there now? Super awesome. Um, Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, like, you guys are absolutely fantastic. If you're not in there, come join, come chat with everybody. It's a lot of fun. A lot of nonsense conversation, a lot of Star Wars conversation. Plus, we have some pretty cool stuff there to help people out. Um, as of right now, uh, earlier this week, actually, we did like a guild resource thing on there, help people find guilds. There were a couple people that were looking for people, or a couple guilds that were looking for people, and a couple people looking for guilds. So we made a spot on there so that you can kind of find a guild with like-minded people and stuff, which is really great. And we have... Definitely. A couple other things that we're going to try to get out this week. Um, We want to do a spreadsheet with just kind of our general rankings for like, you know, Cantina Farms, Galactic War Farms and all that stuff. And also, um, yeah, I I don't remember. Oh, I remember what the other thing was. Uh, We want to build a resource on there. So if you have like a really awesome leader, like... If you have a Gear 11 Gen or something along those lines to help people beat the light side 9 hard, uh, I want to put a spreadsheet on there and you can go put your ally code in there, who your leader is, and people can, you know, go on there and find what character they need to help them beat it, hopefully. Just help people out. So if you're interested in doing that, check it out. Yep. And you can get it on the Reddit post for this episode, or if you go on our Twitter at Shattered Order, there is a link right in the website part of the bio for the Twitter account. So pretty much you can jump in the Discord from any of those places. Yep. And we'd love to see you there. So absolutely. Kind of another thing I started today just for Fun, because I really wanted to try this app out. It's pretty cool, but I don't know if any of you guys have really heard of Anchor. I think it's available on both iOS and Android, but I only know for sure it's on iOS because that's what I have. But it's basically a kind of like a podcast app, but it's short little five-minute clips that you can record on your phone. And uh, I'm just going to try to put some updates on there every now and again. And I just started it on there. So if you look up Shattered Order on the Anchor app, there should be one there. And I told everyone earlier today, you know, what the plan was for this episode and how we, when we were going to record it, when it should be out. And gave a little tip to that uh, nice little intro we had there before the intro music. So 
yeah check that out you know let us know if you like that or not and we'll kind of try to keep up with it and post things you know instant reactions to updates and little tidbits that we don't want to wait to say anything about until the podcast so check that out for sure heck yeah not much news this week though Uh, or was there i don't know was there Maybe a little bit. I don't know. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I think there was actually. And uh most of all is this one that you can now watch as you destroy a ship, them burn in the cockpit. And uh it's that is a pretty cool. huge quality of life update. Yes. Because uh I never realized how much I wanted to watch fives go up in flames and just fly through space. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what really I'm talking important. about. There were some ship updates at the update this week, and one of them was see your crew. So basically, you used to be only only be able to see the fleet commanders, and and they're just absolute horror and sadness when things happened in the game. Actually, you didn't get to see them blow up. So what this really was about was making it so you could see people blow up. But yep. The the character that's turn it is shows up in the bottom left where the fleet commander used to be, and whoever you're targeting shows up in the top right. So you see their face and their reactions and everything else, and it is it is pretty fun. A lot of people I've seen people complain and I have no idea why, but I think it's awesome. It's it's fun. Even when I'm losing, I enjoy even watching my guys blow up. So it's pretty cool. And when a ship's about to blow up and they're like sparks in the back, just kind of like firing all over the place. Super cool. But something it's like that, that meme. This is one? OK. <laughs> the dog sitting in the fire all around him. This is OK. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's <laughs> this yeah. is fine. Yep. <laughs> uh, damn. What was I going to say? Oh, no. The something that's actually useful about that is. It's such a pain to figure out, okay, um, all these X-Wings basically look the same. Whose is it I'm targeting? That helps a ton with that. Yeah, for sure. So if, uh, let's say, Biggs isn't, you know, um, taunting, you can actually find him. Which is rare, but still. (laughs) Yeah, true. He's either taunting or dead. One of those two. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He may have like half a turn where he's not taunting or dead. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess he probably, there's a lot of turns while he's dead, but after the fact. Yeah, Yeah. but he doesn't know about him because he's dead. Exactly, yeah. He's He's not flying anymore. He's not worried about that. True. So as far as ship... Other ship updates, ship health bars. So they've updated the health bars and the protection bars to make it look like you just started playing the game. Woo. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. Where <laughs> like instead it, I, of having like ten I, or fifteen little bars, you now have like five, and it's so confusing when I've been doing this because I think, okay, I can one-shot that dude and move to the next and you fire off like a five special ability thinking it's just going to obliterate him and yep. the next thing it go, a third of his health goes down yep. and you're like, okay. It's kind of weird. thinking about the old way. Like, I feel like my ships have way less health than they should, but they seem to last as long. Yeah. 
it, it's 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 a mind screw. So I do have a theory about this though, and I just came up with it on the spot. You want to hear what it is? Oh, those are the best. Yes, I, I do. And please okay. don't hold back. All right, <laughs> they did this because hardware's coming soon. And when you start adding more health, they don't want it to just be a bunch of black lines on there. Cut down the number of bars now. That way, when they add hardware here in a few weeks, it's not, you know, all freaking screwy and crap. What do you think? A few weeks, man. You are, uh... Yeah. You're wishful thinking there. I am. But I do agree that that could make sense, for sure. It's good thinking. That margarita is doing you good. Oh, might have is. to go move to a mandatory margarita every time we podcast. Hey, that's not bad. Well, actually, I'm drinking the scotch, <laughs> but I had margaritas before. So, margaritas. So maybe it's before. a mixture. That's a good idea. They're both liquor, so I mean, it's not like you'll have as bad a hangover if you go from one to the other. Yeah, but just don't go drinking beer. Tequila just makes my brain right. It's weird. It's like I don't know. That's it's amazing. <laughs> Other updates. Ships on Target. Speaking of Target, Target Lock. <laughs> target Lock now shows overlay on abilities. So basically any ability that's going to Target Lock your uh, ship that you're targeting, it'll have a little overlay of the Target Lock icon on it. So basically you know which abilities are going to Target Lock. And then on top of that, abilities that do extra things when the uh, target is target locked will pulse at you to say hey this guy's target locked if you use this ability it's going to do some extra stuff to him so it's kind of uh nice and intuitive there for that because to be honest since i am not the biggest fan of ships half the time i don't even know which one's going to target lock yep let me just let me just clue you in to my ship daily Okay. okay all right I I go in, I click the first one I see, they fly in, sometimes someone shoots before me, that's fine. Once I get my turn, I click that little gear icon, and then I back out. And then I click uh, claim that daily, and then I'm done for the day. It is fantastic. You really hate ships. <laughs> I just... I, it's some people's cup of tea. It's not mine. I'll be honest. I am working uh, on getting my ships to seven star only because I know something will come to spite yep. me. And if I'm not ready for it, yep. I will be more upset. So I, I do like but. ships. I, I don't hate them like you do. Uh, I, I like them, but I don't always play all my battles either. However, uh, one, that was a genius segue to get us back on topic. Well done. And two, I love the way it tells you what abilities do the target lock and the pulsating thing. That mm-hmm. is, yeah, it's been super awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very good it, idea. Yeah, definitely. So going into this next oh, part, hold, hold on from the quick. update. You know what would be What's really that? cool if, like, similar the way they do the little pulsating thing on the abilities. It would be really awesome if they would add that to, like, regular arena. And if it was, like, say, suggestion of what the AI would use if the AI were going to use it. Or something along those lines. Just kind of to let you know how the computer's doing things. Yeah. Because... That could be definitely be interesting. That would be something that I wouldn't mind seeing if they ever made, like, a sandbox mode. 
Yeah, like I don't think it would get annoying point. after a while in yeah. arena all the time, but that's a good in point. a sandbox mode that. to know when you're practicing or trying to see how your team's going to do or how you're going to set them up, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Anyway, carry but, on. <laughs> so the next part of the update was pretty interesting to me, and I I'm sad we have to wait 20 days now, so basically three weeks to find out what it actually means, but. This is what it said. Look for a variety of new types of events over the next few months. What? All right, you already got my attention. Yeah. So the first thing it said, bonus reward events. Support for limited time events that add bonus rewards to particular batter, bat, blah, blah, blahs or tables. The first of these new bonus reward events will launch later this month. So a couple things I'm thinking. A... Are we going to get a double drop event scheduled type thing? Or are we going to get an actual event event where we're going in and earning the things that we all complain about, like gear and, you know, credits again? Yeah, I a got different type to get credits. I don't that, know. That made me think like actual event. Yeah, I'd be down for actual event. That sounds. Real cool to me. Yep. Fingers crossed. So, my fingers are crossed for the rest of this podcast. Perfect. We're, <laughs> we're doing our part. But they got, yes, no one can blame me if it sucks. <laughs> like they would anyway. When these events are active, a player will see a button on the Cantina home screen highlighting the event and providing additional details when tapping. So, I can only assume that underneath. The event where the event one pops up now, this will be there, or maybe it'll be part of that event one up in the top right of the cantina. And badging on the tables affected. So maybe there'll be like a little red circle with a one on it, kind of like they do for events now. And indication on the battles affected. I don't know what that... Some of these just don't make sense to me right now. I'm sure they will when it happens, but... Yep. Basically what the point is, you're going to know this is happening, so there won't be a way for you to miss it. So, you will know when these things are going on because there will be indications. So. Yep. Cool. So I'm excited to see what these are. I am too. And, uh... So something I was thinking was, I remember there was a rumor kind of about some event that would be possibly a little bit different to maybe get some unknown character next month, something along those lines. And I noticed that was something that was also in this update was something, you know, about new types of events. Um, so True. I, I kind of think we might be seeing something much different than we've seen before here before too long. Hey, I like new, I like different. I can deal with it. Yep. Bring it on, you know? So. Other updates. Oh, there's another one still for the events. Not really something that's going to affect most of the people listening this. Maybe some of the newer listeners that have just started playing the game. But, and it's something that I always wondered, you know, because we get all these events and they're awesome. But most of the time, you can only do them if you've been playing forever, right? Like. Do you have a huge roster? 
okay, you can do this. Like R2-D2. Most yep. of the newer players, unless they went after Empire from the start, are probably not, you know, able to get R2 right now, which is fine. I'm okay with it being locked behind a, uh, a right. longer time playing Brian the game Wall. or, you know, going after those characters from the start. Yep. You're always going to you're always going to sacrifice something, right? So if you're going after all rebels to get Emperor Palpatine first, well you're probably not going to be able to complete Credit Heist and Yoda event until after you do that or, you know, back and forth. So all of this kind of takes planning and that's the way it works. And if you've been playing for a while, it's easier to plan because you have more characters. That's fine. But those are all still high-end player type events so my thing is this other thing they said player level appropriate events support to create events that have an appropriate difficulty and rewards based on the player's level so those players that are been playing for a month and they're like level 50 or i don't even know how the progression goes anymore i think when i got to 50 in like two weeks so maybe not so much that but between 60 and 85 how long it takes you know, they'll have yeah. events now with scale difficulty and rewards for those players so they can actually finish them and get something out of it, you know? So Do I know that think... can turn off a lot of people when they start playing this game, when they see an event and it's like, oh, okay, cool. I can't wait to play that. And then it comes and you can't even do a single thing in it. That kind of kind of sucks, you know? some That turns for some sure. people off. So hopefully this will kind of up the retention on those types of players so i can't help but what were you gonna say i can't help but wonder if talking about more about um you know player levels maybe we're gonna see a cap increase before too long it's been a while since we had one i know they said that they weren't gonna do one you know in the near future a couple months ago with uh one of those last big updates i think the phoenix update it was I kind of think we well, may be seeing last... something before too long. It's been a long when time. When was the last player update? I I don't remember. Were yeah, they... I think it was right when right before... AAT came out, right? Yeah, so... I think so. So and I mean, that we're was pretty much not due. August, so <laughs> a few months <laughs> after August, I think. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect it really till like the end of the year, but we'll see. Never know. I don't want it. The, the, to be totally honest, I don't want it. So I don't. I, I want to see it at the end of the year. You know. No, I'm with. I still you. got a lot of people. I want to get to 85 and geared up. So. And right now it's just so hard to gear those guys up. If they jump the level again, you would really your guys would really be behind a a wall. You know, you yes. really your collection wouldn't be moving forward as fast as your level. I guess. Is what I'm trying to say. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yep. That we shall. Other updates. Other update. Pack pictures are more informative. Great. Whoa. <laughs> okay. No, no. You know where I'm going, don't you? Um. No. So take me with you. We tweeted it out from the Twitter account. Oh God, that is. The best thing in the world. Honestly, I, I want to make it my phone back. I want to make it my phone wallpaper. All right. So if you haven't seen it, 
We tweeted it out from the Twitter account. There is a pack. And I believe it's 80 shards. It's one of the $20 packs. Um, they they don't have the right name of the character on here. It, it says Magma Trooper, but it's actually his name's Jerry. But above that, it says the Emperor's Finest. Finest. Finest? Jerry is the Emperor's Finest. Come I don't on. Apparently, Emperor knows something we don't. And, Apparently. Uh, it must be about this trooper update because the... I guess. Jerry finally found a way to finagle his way into... Uh, out of obscurity, basically. So Yeah, he did. Not only did he go from being the game's, you know, latrine digger, but uh, he's now the Emperor's finest. So good on you, Jerry. You've become my phone's wallpaper. Yeah, so. that's it's fitting. <laughs> yeah, right. That's great. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it <laughs> those packs are pretty hysterical. Speaking of those packs, those packs are pretty legit, though. They're pretty good. Yeah, I like, agree. Uh, I bought the Death Trap. Death Trap. I bought the Death Trap one. That's something new. Some people might not got that one yet, but I bought it. No, the uh, Death Trooper. I bought that one because that farm is so obnoxious. But I'm about 20. Um, I'm about 20 shards off of 100 now, or off seven stars, so well worth it in my opinion. For what character? Death Trooper. Death Trooper? That guy? Really? I have something to say about him later. Good. I know you like that. Yes, I do. Squads can now be used in events, so all these events that keep coming out, like the Gar Saxon event and the other one... You can use your squad builder to pick your squad. So the minor annoyance of walking in there and picking your characters out of that small, tiny list has been fixed. So good on them for that. Wasn't a big thing, but it was an annoying thing. So now it won't be annoying. Woohoo. Speaking of annoying, POW. POW is now in Cantina Shipments. That's not what the show notes say. Well, the show notes tried to lie and say that he is not in Cantina shipments, but he is. Some it wouldn't would it really matter if he was or wasn't? That's a really good point. I'm gonna be honest. I would. I'm probably gonna farm Jedi Knight Guardian before I ever go after Pal. I've got her seven star. I will farm. I have like eight million shipbuilding material. I will farm that before I farm Pal. I just don't understand that, dude. Like, we need a monthly character. All right. We have this uh, We have this character model. Let's just give them some crappy abilities and throw them in there, and we'll figure things out for next month. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> Very bizarre. But if you like collecting crappy characters, POW is now in Cantina Shipments. So drop your Jedi Knight Guardian farm and go after POW. Jin and Krennic were added to the main holotables. Basically, this is just aesthetic. If you look at the main picture down there, it used to have Clone Sergeant there. He got taken out, and Jin's now there. And Krennic got added to the dark side over there. So they're kind of incorporating the newest movie into the picture there. So Very cool. It looks cool. And then you got a new splash loading screen. Really digging that. Which... 
does look cool, but my problem is they changed the logo of the game. You know, it used to be that long and all of it was one line. And now it's it's kind of like two lines. You got the the one the first uh, galaxy and then the small of and then underneath it says heroes. Eh, as a graphic designer, that does not, does not look good to me for some reason. I don't know. I hadn't noticed that. I'll pay attention next time I load the game up. Yeah, it's it's more of a square logo instead of just that long line. I don't know. The old one looked better to me, but the the screen looks fine. It's nice to get. It's nice to see something else when you load the game every once in a while. Like it was nice when they changed the app button on my on my uh, on my screen all the time. Yes, definitely. So, anyways, enjoy your aesthetics. I just like to say ass. I, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> Calendar events: Omega Battles this weekend. There's Jakku on Saturday, so my jaw engineer can throw about 700 detonators on Phasma and win that one. And then Hoth on Sunday for Scoundrels and First Order. And uh, that's pretty much it. Omega Battles this weekend. But Yay. there's also something else going on that started on... It was supposed to start on Thursday at noon, but it kind of... Bumped back to uh, Thursday right at midnight. Yeah, it came a little premature, so, didn't it? Yeah, it was after that little update they did, it jumped ahead 12 hours, and everyone kind of was able to do it more Wednesday night if they stayed up as opposed to as opposed to waiting till noon the next day. So that was kind of cool. And I was awake, so I played around with it a little bit. It was cool. So... Basically, what it boiled down to, all the speculation and everything else you guys did last week, it turned out it was one round, just like the other two events, but it had a lot more characters than the other ones. So every round was one round with R2, Han, Chewbacca, Luke, Leia, and Old Ben. So basically, A New Hope standing right in front of you. And that was pretty cool. They all scaled as the tiers went on until you got to tier 7, which was arguably the quote-unquote hardest. Which, you know, I I didn't have everyone at gear 11, so the gear 8s decided to bow out a little early, but yep. I was able to beat it. So, uh, did, but What did you team beat did you beat time? this event with? I did. First try on tier 7. I got it. So wasn't too upset. But what team did you use? All right. So, yeah, in the R2 event, I used Emperor Palpatine as my leader. He was gear 11. Uh, Vader, gear 10. TIE Fighter Pilot, gear 11. Tarkin, gear 8. I just barely took him to gear 8 just for this event. And Royal Guard at gear 10. It took me two attempts to beat it. This was the team I used the second time. The first time, I got smoked, and I had Jerry in there. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to pull Jerry. I'm going to put in Tarkin. And like magic, it worked. It's what funny. I, I also used Jerry, but I beat it on the first try. And I got to think it's because I also used Veers. So maybe he helped him out a little bit. But Ah, uh, yes, that would make sense. I ran Emperor Lead, Gear 10, Vader, Gear 10, TIE Fighter Pilot, Gear 10, Jerry, Gear 8, and Veers, Gear 9. So 
Veer's Unique added all that extra to Jerry, and apparently it was enough because uh, I was able to beat it the first try. But like I said, Veer's and Jerry decided to bow out, and I had R2 halfway dead, Chewbacca at full health, and Obi-Wan at full health. So Imp, Vader, and TIE Fighter Pilot were able to take out those three, so it worked out. Very nice. But the funnest part of the event for me was using Veer's lead all the way up until the last tier. I used them up to uh, to tier six, and that team is so fun. I'm not going to really? lie. Oh, man. this These updates to these Imperial Troopers are awesome. I love them. Huh. Because I got... I have Death Trooper, Jerry, Snow Trooper, and Veer's... All at uh, six stars. Well, everyone but Death Troopers at seven stars. So I was able to use all of them up to then. And then I used Emperor Palpatine in there with them. And uh, it was super fun. So, yeah, it was fun. That was, that was, it wasn't too hard. And it wasn't, I mean, I don't think it was too easy. I mean, I know a lot of people talked about how it took him a bunch of uh tries on the last of the last tier there so yeah i don't think it's bad but you got to think about the past two extremely rare events right it's it was the same with them i didn't think it would really be any different here you know yep totally agree so yeah uh, i thought difficulty was about right um you you didn't need everyone maxed but you needed a few of your good characters maxed with pretty good mods on them, and then you could kind of scrap around in those last couple slots. Uh, what strategy did you use as far as taking guys out? Did you have a particular order that you went with? or Well, what? I don't know if this was the right way to do it, but pretty much any time I see Leia, I want to kill her first. Because yeah. every time she stealths, it drives me nuts. Because I can't pick her to kill her off, and she's doing all the damage, you know? So I always yep. go after Leia. I'd kill her first. Actually, I'd shock her to make sure she couldn't stealth. And then I'd kind of alternate between her and Luke, because I really felt like those were the two that were going to do the most damage. Between, well, sorry, take that back. Han and Leia were the two top targets for me, and then Luke. And then yep. just kind of go after the other ones from there. That's the b- same basic strategy I had as well. I thought that Han and Leia both were kind of the top two priorities for eliminating as quickly as possible mm-hmm. to, you know, save health. Yep. And I kept getting, from the get-go on those, I kept getting two people at least, um, what do you call it, stunned. Because Han would shoot first and stun someone, and then Luke would do his little special and kneel down and stun someone else. And so after that, as long as I could kill the the main people I wanted to with the guys that weren't stunned, it was fine. So I must have had pretty decent RNG with who got stunned, because with the ones that weren't, I was able to kill them off pretty quickly. So it worked out. But that's pretty much the... That would be what I would advise for anyone still trying to beat it on uh, strategy. Take out Leia yep. and Han first, then Luke, and then worry about, 
you know, Chewie and R2 and Obi-Wan. I actually went right after Obi-Wan after those, or not Obi-Wan, right after R2 after those three, because out of those three, R2 still seemed like he would be the the biggest target considering he could stun as many people as he wanted to oh, with yes. how dang fast he was in this event. Yeah. So, yeah. So did you know that there's actually a tier eight of this event? I did not. Tell me about this. Okay. So tier eight is if you go into tier seven and immediately kill old Ben. <laughs> I see. I could see that. I didn't actually do that, but uh, that <laughs> sounds like the worst strategy you could possibly do in this event. Does old Ben give uh, speed up when he dies? Yes. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> These guys he, he are already quick as everything. quick as hell. So yeah. you're you're already screwed. Yeah, that's hilarious. He's definitely the guy that I saved for last. Um, yeah, uh, Chewbacca was kind of annoying. Like he, he's, he's not really a threat. He he was just more irritating than anything. Um, and that was Chewbacca. That was not Clone Wars Chewbacca. So, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't throw the Clone Wars Chewbacca in there with the rest of the New Hope peeps. Correct. <laughs> you know. I just realized something. I'm kind of bothered by it. That wasn't the full crew of the Millennium Falcon on the Death Star, as depicted in the game or the movie. Oh yeah. Do you notice who was missing? Mm, you're gonna make me think right now. No, this should be easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. You're right. Like that's true. They could have at least stuck him in there. Like, come on, make him part of the background. Make him standing at, like at the door of the the Millennium Falcon. Like, come on, guys, yeah. let's get out of here. Exactly. There's no reason yep. to fight. We can just fly away. <laughs> oh, you're all dead. I guess I'll take the Millennium Falcon out of here. Don't brag about how he can talk to the Millennium Falcon and understands it and whatever else they're in love bragger <laughs> so yeah uh those are our general tips for that i think emperor palpatine's probably the most important character for beating the event second would probably be tie fire pilot for me because he's he's an awesome damage dealer I like that dude yeah for sure tie fighter pilot is awesome i love that guy and all right, so those little intro videos to each tier were super awesome. Each one was a little bit different. Yeah, was, but I agree. Art, yeah, how R2 comes in screaming and raising hell. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah, it's kind of like it made me think of like a like a 80s musical. Like uh what's that one? Oh god. Never mind. I'm not up to date with my musicals. I don't know. <laughs> you haven't lived. Are, are you talking about the Christmas special? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Should we ever talk about that on this podcast? <laughs> no, no, I'm just thinking of, you know, like like a guy who runs away, but then he turns around immediately because his gang shows up. It kind of looked like a Got gang it. fight, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Let's just forget the musical yes, part. Let's cut that part out of the podcast. No one has to hear about musicals, and then we'll, we'll just leave it at that. All right, we'll cut that out of history the same way that the Dark Jawas were cut out of history. People need to get back on those Dark Jawas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so I got R2 to gear six and left him there and have done nothing with him so far. As far as I know, you are much further along with him. A little bit. So tell me about Mr. R2. I'll be honest, I'm pretty deep into R2. I'm deeper into R2 than I wish I was. <laughs> that sounds really awkward. I, that um, was my awkward laugh, let's be honest. I know, I know. That's <laughs> what made me realize it was awkward. Ooh. Yeah, there you go. I like that laugh. It's a little <laughs> bit more dramatic one. Yeah, you should do that. Um, so R2's pretty interesting. He's way more interesting than I expected. Um, but the first bit of stuff that I just really want to get off my chest. A uh, little bit irritated. Not irritated. I guess it's it's my own fault. We talked about this, so I'm not going to ask you what your opinion is, but <laughs> I'm going to vent real quick. Okay. And I'll try not to stomp on it. R2's unique. Combat analysis. The Zeta ability for this ability or the Zeta addition to this ability. While R2-D2 is active, whenever a light side ally scores a critical hit, dispel all debuffs on them. Who is them? Is that all light side allies? Or is it just the one that scored a critically hit? critical hit? It's not super clear. I get how... It could be either way. I assumed them meant a group, as in multiple. So yes, I use my Zetas on this ability, and I'm a little disappointed because it is. It is only one. EA, please, for the love of God, change the writing on this to make it say, while R2-D2 is active, whenever a light side ally scores a critical hit, dispel all debuffs on that ally. Very simple. Just nice, simple change. That way, this doesn't happen to anyone else. This is also a public service announcement. If you haven't caught on yet, his Zeta ability, you can only dispel debuffs on the character that critically hits, which almost defies the point of clearing the debuff because, you know, when you make a turn, debuffs are generally getting cleared. But From now on, we're going to call those wink changes. Whatever. I'm, uh, I'll get off my soapbox. I, uh, I I would have rather put those Zetas on First Order TIE Pilot at this point. No, I got you, man. It, once you explained the them to me, I understood where the uh, the confusion was. It's kind of like a 50-50 there. I'm sure like... It is, because... Half like, people them, would, pick, would see one side and half would probably see the other. And people use them like that to refer to one thing, even though I think... I used to have English teachers get on to me and, you know, like, use the him or her thing. I'm like, ah, screw you, whatever. I'll use them if I want to. Yeah. Now I'm mad about people like me that do that crap. Like, I get it. I'm on the (laughs) English teacher's side. Look what you've done to me, EA. Thank you. Okay, I'm done. Seriously. Okay. On to reviewing R2. Yes, tell me about him. All right. He is actually pretty, pretty awesome. 
He doesn't do anything great, but he's not bad at anything. I don't... I took him to gear 11. He's lacking the traffic light and the thing that gives him six speed. That's all that I have left to take him to gear 11. Um, I'm pretty happy with him. I'm using him in arena currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I've went through a couple variations of arena teams today, just kind of messing around. So I'll have a better review next week on how well he actually is working in my arena team. It's kind of hard to tell at this point. But when he's paired with General Kenobi, the fact that he can counter and stun is amazing. Like, words can't describe how awesome that is. Well, that's one thing I wanted to ask. Like, how often does the stun actually stick on his basic? I feel like it's well over 80%. It says 80% chance, but I feel like it's quite a bit better than that. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty regular. And so it's not like um, a uh, it's not like how Royal Guards feels. And no, I know his percentage is no, lower, it's, but it's way better. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, this is one of those things in this game I I don't question the percent chance on. Like I I think it if anything it might be better than what it is. And maybe I've just had good RNG which makes sense, but I'm very happy with that. And something I quickly figured out, I've been experimenting today and I started using Kylo again. I went up a team went up against a team that had R2, and it was down to Kylo against like R2 and Chariot and uh Rex or something. I was like, oh, this is gonna be easy. Until I was the, realized that R2 stuns on his basic. Yeah. He Kylo was doing Nothing. He basically didn't even get a turn because R2-D2 is so freaking fast that, mm-hmm. I mean, he'll go twice in the time that Kylo goes once. Like, Kylo don't get to go. Mm-hmm. So, if you have problems with those Kylos, R2-D2 may be your solution. Um, I'm still trying to figure out my turn order situation. <sighs> I've had debates with people on whether t- turn order still matters. I think it still does and that's why i'm irritated about this i'm using my current team is boba kylo death trooper general kenobi and r2d2 what i'm trying to get the team to do is have death trooper remove all the tenacity up before r2's second turn where he inflicts the burning Mm mm-hmm the problem I'm having here is that Smokescreen, his 40% turn meter, is really just kind of screwing with things. He he typically does his improvise before my Death Trooper can clear all the tenacity ups. Mm-hmm. So I need to get that figured out, and I'll be quite a bit happier. But the 10% accuracy and 10% crit chance is pretty legit. Yeah, for sure. It is a good number. It's really nice and if you're wondering why i've gone back to a boba lead it's that 10 percent crit chance mm-hmm. so between uh between r2d2 and kylo i'm getting an extra 20 percent crit chance which is amazing for boba and kylo those i mean they're doing a really good job at yeah i mean their specials are hitting for 50k pretty regularly i mean that's a that's a really good way to take people out so <laughs> yeah for sure i'll be I'll be curious to see how long that lasts and how well it does. 
Yeah. And and then you get, you know, uh, R2-D2 uh, gets the other bonuses for the Galactic Republic allies and uh, rebel allies, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, droids if you're using droids and everything. But all in all, super impressed. He's very fast. Like I said, great against Kylo. Um, I'm... I really I don't have any issues with him. The only thing that I think is a little weird is his smoke screen ability. I, I don't really. I almost just hit auto when that comes up because I don't really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I no, I don't feel like anyone really benefits that much from stealth. I, it's I, it's basically just picking up who I want foresight on. Yeah, I feel like. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't know how I'd use it on my team. It is an interesting ability, but if you want one person to be shot at, you know, I'd probably throw it on fives on my team. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I uh, I highly recommend R two, and I really can't wait to get him gear eleven. Hopefully, like Sunday, I'll be able to do that. And then we'll see how good he is. Um, but, yeah, he's a lot of fun. Well, I kind of want to plug something not arena-related with him also that was kind of cool that we were talking about yes. in Discord. But uh, Mick Mole came out with a video on, what was it, Wednesday morning? Thursday morning? One of those two? So if you go check out Mick Mole's Mick Mole 2's uh, YouTube, you'll see... He threw R2 into his clone team for, and he just tried it out in phase two on the thing that I saw in Discord. But he threw him in place of Rex or Scavenger or Leia, wherever, whatever team you're using. He put him in there, and in phase two, he was able to do 4.6 million damage with R2 in there. That's crazy. So, yeah. You what we should do? Check out his video because uh, he's got some good R2 clone synergy there for the uh, Heroic AAT. So, yeah. pretty cool. He, he might be a good person to get on the podcast at some point, you know? Oh, maybe. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> well, uh... Yeah, the only other thing I want to say before we jump on to the next thing is I talk about my arena team. Um, I love Death Trooper. Death Trooper is so much fun. Um, I just can't take that dude out of my arena team. He is awesome. So much fun against Rex and uh, Beirut, mm-hmm. as we have officially decided to start calling him. Thank yep. you, Giggles. I'm going to do Beirut. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's he is so awesome. And I've had a couple people in my arena tell me that he's kind of a pain in the ass to deal with. Like he's kinda hard to kill and mine mine is gear eleven and only six stars, but he's he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's I'm gearing mine now, not for the same reasons as you, but because of my enamoration oh, with the trooper team, so yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you. I'm sure that I will start to love him very soon. I have no doubt. 
Let's quickly run down the rest of these calendar events. So the day after R2 ends, which is May 10th, so you have at least five more days to, you know, farm shards or farm gear on your guys to finish this event and get R2 to seven stars. But the day after R2 ends, Palpatine comes back. So if you haven't got Palpatine and you feel like you failed miserably on R2, but you had the people for Palpatine, he will be there to help you feel better. So if you don't have Palpatine at seven stars, he is coming back May 11th and you can grab him. And then, and if you didn't get R2, make sure you get Palpatine at seven stars because he's really good in the R2 event. Absolutely. He will definitely help you the next time it's around in, my guess, six months from now. So, yes. Next Saturday, Military Might. Ah! So, seems like now that we've seen this calendar, the calendar updated seems like every other weekend they do a mega battle and then the next weekend a assault battle and then a mega battles and then assault battles. So that's a pretty nice right? little cadence there. I like that. I like it. Yeah. yeah. The, these are the assault battles. I used to not be that crazy about. They become to where they're one of my more favorite events, actually. I like them mostly because of the fact that beating them gives you doesn't give you a ton, but it still gives you decent gear. And in this gear crunch yep. we're really feeling, it's nice to get that extra stuff. So, And I think this is the military might that we start getting a four-star mod on. Kind of excited. Yeah, that, that will be awesome also. Um, four-star or higher, actually. So it could even be five-star. Touche. So even then, that'll be sweet. So I put in here interesting development, but we kind of already talked about it. But May 25th, that is when we will find out or at least not find out, but when these new event series start. So will we get gear help? Event series. Yeah. Not just event, but event series. Crazy. This is going to be, I think, I'm pretty sure this will end up being like Credit High Star Kind of scheduled, kind of like That's Omega Battles are and Assault Battles, and then you can throw this in there. So they're starting to get yep. a really good uh, group of events together that you can kind of count on being there, always having one at least going into a weekend. So I'm, yep. so I'm stoked about that. I like that a lot. So pretty, st- pretty cool. Me too. Not a lot from Hopefully it came from... Will... What? I was going to say, hopefully this will help with the gear situation. I agree. I, I've i been... Uh, I just... I'm one Carbonti away from getting Baze to gear 11. And that no. farm there was just oh. terrible. <laughs> oh, man. Bloody Carbontis. Yeah. Carbontis are... It, they come from a challenge and they are still obnoxious, you know? But Everybody needs them and those stun guns. Good lord. Yeah. Hey, there was a good lord. I caught myself. <laughs> so, what happened on Reddit? I know there was one thing at least we wanted to mention. Yeah, there was one thing that was kind of interesting. So, there's been uh, a little bit of. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Um, irritation maybe from redditors as far as lack of new con actual new content 
you know, we get characters and we get events like that, but really haven't had anything that interesting. However, Hidden Spring 84 information. Quote, more major features slash content updates are coming. We're working on some cool stuff, but we can't make any formal announcement. So that is a formal way of saying something's coming without an announcement. All right. Pretty much. Yeah, that's uh, that's good to know. It's because it is. It's one of those things. It's like we got all these characters and it's fantastic that they kind of cycle through like even the Omega battles and the assault battles and everything. They kind of force you to use your wide range of characters, which is great. It's good for us. Good for them, I assume. Mm hmm. However, it would be really nice to actually get something new and different. So on that topic, it just came to mind right now. And we are talking about Reddit. So after this update came out last this week, there was some pictures that showed up on Reddit from basically glitches in the game UI that people have seen. And I don't know if you saw this, but from what it was, there was something that popped up in the top of one person's screen. And there was a just a pop-up with code in it. And one of the pictures yes. showed a different energy type. And then another, the other one with the error code and the code said ship energy. So yep. there's a lot of uh, running rampant ideas right now about a cantina type levels for ships. So... I think this was something that we kind of predicted a while back, like not long after ships came out, that mm-hmm. if they did do something like that, that we would see a new type of energy. Um, that's that's actually what happens. I'm be pretty happy because I can't afford to spread my cantina energy any thinner. Well, I was gonna say that's what my major one of my major issues with ships is, right? And one of the reasons I don't really care about them as much, because I really, I started playing this game to collect characters, right? And the idea of sacrificing Zetas or character shards to farm ship shards doesn't appeal to me. And basically... Blueprints. What? Blueprints. Yeah, so, sorry. Blueprints. <laughs> That's how much I care about them. But the... Uh, that my main thing is right these blueprints they're hard to get there's only two places you can get them and there's two that can be farmed for regular one that can be farmed for regular energy on a hard node and one that can be farmed in cantina what whoop de do my point is these ships unless you're spending your galactic war credits or your fleet shipment credits that's where you're going to get them and so they're kind of annoying to farm you have to give up one thing to do the other and I'm not willing to give up farming my characters for these ships so this idea of having ship energy to farm ships from a cantina type node where it's not going to affect my character farming I'm I'm into that and that might put me more into ships than I am you know what I mean if if these ships are more readily available you know at this point, anything would make you more interested in ships than you currently are. Yes, exactly. I feel that's not even a lie. But the fact is, like, if you put them easier to get, 
And then you yeah. f- kind of added in the astromech idea as kind of like a a gearing system for ships or maybe a modding system for ships. There's a whole lot more that can be done there, but I don't want those things added to ships until the ships are easier to farm. And you've had yep. the time to farm them to get to that point. And not just the time to farm them like we've had now where you either gave up on characters or Zetas from shipments to go after ships or you gave up on the characters or you gave up on the ships to go after the other things. Give us a little time to farm the ships and then put those things in. And I think it'll be, there'll still be people ahead of other people because they chose that from the beginning. But I think it'll be a lot, I think it'll be more even, you know? Yeah. So that would get me more excited about ships. Cool. But yeah, last thing from Reddit. I'm not really a Jedi, Cap Gasp. All those dudes started poking their heads back onto Reddit in the last two weeks, and I am excited. So it was nice to see that uh, those guys are still around. Probably we've still been reading our stuff and not commenting, but they are back, and I'm excited to get some new, hopefully new information for them on Reddit in the next few weeks. So Yeah, or it came from Reddit sections. been pretty thin lately. Yeah, it used to be like a big part of the podcast. Now it's like, well... Yeah. Something came from Reddit. Not much, but... <laughs> yeah. Somebody commented and said something was awesome. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's basically all it was, has been lately. Like, a lot of thank yous, which is fine. But doesn't leave much for us. But... Yeah, well... Forget everything else that you heard in this podcast until now. Someone bookmark the time on this right here. So that we can put it oh, into put it into the notes and everything else, so people can just skip right to here to the fun stuff. Because this is all that matters. This is my jam, and that is the Imperial Troopers. I thought forever that I wasted two months farming Veers, but who knew? Oh no! I am sitting in a spot. Ahead of a lot of You're people. ahead of the curve. How did I wind up ahead of the curve, folks? I uh, no idea. So. That shit never happens. I want to run down these de- these trooper changes, but I also want to say this. I've seen videos of this team in action from Warrior and Arnold T101, and the idea of short trooper critting at 10K on his basic is amazing. And Jerry... Just every basic shot hidden for 8K. They, these these trooper changes are ridiculous for these guys, and I am excited for them. Now, before I go into the changes, you should all know that I am going to gear them and make them my arena team, but the problem is I can't use them all because there's one fatal flaw to this team right now, and that is no one on the team can take all the debuffs off of your team. So basically, you fight That's a Vader a team, you type, you fight a uh, Maul team. You know, anyone that's throwing these debuffs on you, you're kind of screwed. So you got to throw someone in there to help you out. But maybe there'll be a trooper that comes out and, and fixes that. But So we'll see. But Medic trooper? Yeah, medic trooper. They have one stormtrooper commander in the game, the PVBE unit that heals. They should just put it on him and release him. There you go. Works for me. Perfect. But 
Yeah, this team looks good, and I want to go over their their updates, and I'm glad that you guys left this for me, because as you can tell, this is my jam. So, Death Trooper. Didn't change a lot on him, besides getting the Trooper tag, his unique, now gains. While Death Trooper is active, Imperial Trooper allies have 10% health steal. So if he's in the party, kind of like the way the... Uh, the rebels worked like Hera and Ezra and the the new ones. How they're you with Hera's leader ability, her unique, all the uniques got spread. Well, with these troopers, almost every single one of them, they're unique without needing a leader ability, gets shared with all the rest of them. So pretty sweet. But Death Trooper, if he's in the party, will give everyone plus ten percent health steal. So they're going to be healing themselves, which is pretty good considering the damage numbers I've seen on them. So 10% of their damage is going to be some pretty good heals on them. So that's Death Trooper. You already know he's a good tune. You love him. Throw him in with a Veer's lead. Yes. Along with the other troopers and all the buffs that they're going to give to him. And he's going to be doing some good, some good stuff. Mm. I'm going to save the next one in the patch notes till last because it's Jerry but we'll go to straight to short trooper basic Perfect. assault shock troops upgrade 7 now grounds 10% damage instead of 5% omega now adds 15% damage in addition to previous bonus of 15% ability block chance so he's just getting he just got let's see here 20% more damage from his basic ability just from those two upgrades not too shabby. Uh, his special overwhelming assault. Deal physical damage to all enemies and gain critical damage up for two turns. Added more damage to... Added 5% more damage on 3 and 6 and 10% more damage to 7. So there's uh, 20% more damage to his special. Omega now adds, for each critical hit scored, reduce the cooldown of this ability by 1 instead of 15% damage. So the 15% damage is moved into those other abilities, and now every time he scores a critical hit, it reduces the cooldown of Overwhelming Assault. So nice. That's yeah, pretty cool. Pretty nice upgrade on that ability. And then the unique that he shares with everyone, while Snow... Wait, I'm talking about... Snow Trooper. Did I say Shore Trooper? Yeah. Yeah, I meant Snow Trooper. I think. This is Snow Trooper. So, a guy that easily farmed in uh, guild shipments. I have him at seven star, and he is definitely fun to use. But basically, his overwhelming salt was his AoE, and you can reduce the cooldown for every time he crits with it, and you get that extra crit from veers i believe so it's there's a pretty good chance that cooldown is going to drop drastically every time he uses it and his unique while snow trooper is active imperial trooper allies have 20 percent crit damage so not only is he getting crit damage from v maybe he doesn't get it from veers i think he does but either way he gets 20 percent from himself and everyone else gets it so crit damage, always nice. And I know a lot of people like to mod for it. Add another 20% on top of that. And that's why you're seeing these ridiculous values from their shots. 
So that's Snow Trooper. Short Trooper now has Imperial Trooper Tag. Special Regroup now grants health and critical immunity to Short Trooper. And his unique, he gives everyone, while Short Trooper is active, Imperial Trooper allies have 10% max health. So he's also making them more... Their effective health power goes up. They're a little harder to kill. No one can uh, be upset about that. Stormtrooper. His basic Omega gains. If this attack does not score a critical hit or is evaded, the target becomes exposed, which can't be resisted. So now every time he doesn't crit or he's evaded, he is exposing someone. And that's Stormtrooper. And you got to think, like, cannon-wise, he should be missing a lot, right? So everyone's going to be exposed? (laughs) No? You would think. You would think. Keep the crit chance off this dude so he can uh, expose everyone. That, yeah. (laughs) So he can expose everyone. Stormtrooper Bravado, special one, Omega, now adds 50% turn meter reduction chance in addition to previous bonus of taunt duration plus one. So he now can take 50% turn meter with his taunt ability. So that's... 50% 50% turn meter is nothing to uh, sneeze at. No, no, it's not. <laughs> and they reworked as unique to grant 25 to 40% defense for each living Empire ally. And it also gained, while Stormtrooper is active, Imperial Trooper allies gain 30% defense. So if you have him in your team, he gives everyone defense. I know we've crapped on defense a lot on this podcast, but it still can be helpful, especially when you're getting it for free. So not too shabby. And you got a new Zeta. Stormtrooper gains 40% offense for each defeated Empire ally. So every time an Empire ally on your team dies, he will gain 40% offense. So a tank that shoots... Well, like I said, their basics on, on this team, the troopers are shooting pretty good. So I'd say if he's critting, he's probably critting for 8K. Let's half it 4K, add 40% offense on that every time someone dies. Not the best shot, but will definitely uh, add damage. I don't know how... It's not bad. I don't know that I would put it on him, but I also didn't know if I'd put a Zeta on fives, and I did. So who knows? But I may yeah. regret it like I did fives too, so we shall see. But the most important, Jerry. Let's talk about Jerry. Ooh, let's talk about that. Basic guy. line of fire, secondary damage can no longer exclude selected target. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't, what does that mean? I, I'm reading this again and I, I'm confused. Well, before, whenever he, you know, attacks someone, it had a percent chance of dealing damage to a second target. Now it does that no matter what. Okay, gotcha. Damage penalty reduced by 5% at all levels, so the second hit does more damage. And upgrade 6 and 7 to this ability adds... 5% and 10% damage on top of the 5 it had before. So you're getting 15% more damage there. Omega now adds 50% up from 15% secondary attack chance and minus 10% damage penalty. 
So you Omega that ability, and half the time he's going to hit a second target, and that second target damage penalty goes down, so he's going to be hitting them harder also. So I've seen that in the videos hit like 10k almost every time. Especially with the crit chance and the crit damage he gets from this team. It's ridiculous how much damage Jerry can do on a basic attack. Yeah, I... Well, and what's crazy is that, as far as what you get for your Omega, that might be one of the better Omegas in the game. Because it goes from a 50% chance to a 100% chance to attack a second target. Yeah. And you know, reducing the 10% damage penalty. Yeah, for sure. So now you're always hitting a second target nothing to with more ever. damage than you were yeah. before. It's This is great. I, I love that this could, Jerry. This Jerry that, update is ridiculous. And that could actually be fun on an assist-based team or like a Phasma lead where, you know, your assists are getting called in and when they assist, they're using their basic. So that could be kind of interesting in something like that. Yeah, for sure, because Jerry's basic isn't really what before when he was really crappy, what anyone would even think of using him for. It was always the turn meter reduction bomb his special was. So having this basic ability from him being this decent is a is a pretty nice upgrade for him. But then if you go on to the bomb, upgrade 5 now grants 10% damage instead of 5%, so you got an extra 5% on his imploder. And the Omega now adds 30% turn meter reduction chance in addition to previous bonus of 15% damage. So now it bumps up his uh bumps up the turn meter reduction chance to uh what was it? Crap. So it's basically a hundred percent chance to remove thirty percent turn meter, and now a seventy percent chance to remove an additional thirty percent. There you go. Yeah. So there's a very good chance you're going to be pulling sixty percent turn meter from uh, the other team with that yep. attack. And what's what's awesome about that is like you know there are other characters that remove pretty significant turn meter. But this, you're guaranteed 30%, basically. Yeah. Minus the 50%. And 30% is nothing to uh, sneeze at, because that is... No, it's not. That's a good chunk. And what, Qui-Gon and his basic is 25%, and that's one of the higher ones. So. And, uh, And also the fact that, I mean, most all the time you're going to be getting at least three out of the five characters... Getting sixty percent turn meter removed—that's pretty significant. Yeah, absolutely. It—it's a very nice. It's a—that's a huge reason why Jerry will be on my trooper team. Wow. Going to be using Jerry. It pains me, and it also pains me because he just to get to gear nine, the dude needs two stun guns. It's like, come on, man, you're Jerry. Yeah, it's nasty. He's nasty to gear up, but these abilities are pretty nasty too, so I'm going to do it. Well, you're when you're on the roids, you kind of need to have all hands on deck, make sure that shit ain't going to waste. So <laughs> someone someone you know, like like I said on tw- our Twitter, I said someone offered him the uh, Deadpool deal and he must have taken it. 
So. No, no, he came to my house and he stole my supplements is what he did. Did you listen to last week's podcast? Well, there was a podcast last week. I wasn't on it. Yeah. You, yeah <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's why it went off the rails. We've been over this. <laughs> yeah, this, I don't know, man. He looks good. And then if you look at this, the unique gains, while Magma Trooper is active, Imperial Trooper allies have 30% tenacity. So, wow. Like... That's not a cleanse like you were talking about, but that's nothing to sneeze at. It's definitely enough to make you feel better about resisting those debuffs if you can't cleanse them. So maybe, let's say, one out of three sticks, or maybe two out of three, depending on... Just from his 30%, it would be two out of three. But then you got to throw on the tenacity of each character, so there's a pretty good chance that they're going to be resisting some debuffs. So it's a good addition for him. And it's a good addition for the team to keep them from getting debuffed. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. Well, then on top of that, they added 10% more turn meter gain. So basically, Magma Tro- his unique now says... Magma Trooper has a 30% tenacity and gains 70% turn meter the first time he resists a detrimental effect or suffers a debuff each turn. So he can gain 70% turn meter if he resists any debuffs. And while he's active, everyone else gets that 30% tenacity. So there's a good chance he's going to be gaining turn meter like crazy, especially against some of those debuff heavy teams. And there's a lot of those now because they've introduced a lot of teams that it put a lot of debuffs out and a lot of uh, buffs on their own team. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie. As much as we bag on Jerry, I love these changes to him. He looks awesome. I totally agree. And, a, and fun Jerry fact, as far as I have heard, I have not used him yet. I haven't geared him up, but I hear at gear 11... So this is Jerry fact of the day. I hear at gear 11, if you use this basic ability and it doesn't hit a second target for whatever reason, a employee from CG will run to the house of the person you're playing and slap them in the face. So, Wow, that's customer service right there. It's a little OP and they've had to hire some new people, but they heard about Jerry... And Jerry was not happy with his previous state, and they are giving him what he wanted for some reason. So if someone breaks into your house and slaps you in the face, you know what happened. You probably uh, probably got hit by a Jerry. You You got Jerry'd. Yep. So. Wow. Yeah, so let's break this down, right? These uniques. If you got Death Trooper in there, you get plus 10% health steal for the team. If you've got Magma Trooper in there, you get 30% tenacity for the team. If you've got Shore Trooper in there, you get 10% max health for the team. Snow Trooper will add 20% crit damage to the team. And Storm Trooper will add 30% defense. Adding all those things together, and along with Veers's uh, leader ability... Make up for a pretty nasty team 
If you haven't seen it, go check out Warrior and Arnold T101's videos. I don't know if anyone else has put any out yet, so I'm not saying them just because I don't know they have them, but those are the two I've watched. You'll see what I'm talking about. This team looks real good, and I will be working on mine, hopefully, to run an arena. So, And something to keep in mind with Jerry Magma Trooper is putting tenacity mods on him or tenacity plus like with the way he gains turn meter that is basically like adding speed on him mm-hmm. like he he doesn't need speed if he's only working a 70% turn meter just because of the number of debuffs that typically go right. out i mean he he really needs tenacity yeah at some point people aren't tenacity even going to try to shoot him they're going to try to do as much as they can to not shoot him and that's just ridiculous that you would try to avoid jerry I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> All these jokes we've made for so long, he's finally worked his way into the haha, I told you so. It's kind of disappointing. But the truth of the matter is we can now move from making fun of him to making Chuck Norris jokes out of Magma Trooper. So we That's can move true. to the Chuck Norris Magma Trooper jokes. That, that'll be next podcast. All right, perfect. <laughs> well, I'll be working on that team, and uh, as I level it up and start working with it, I will provide updates because I am excited about it. So just wanted to talk about yep, this. We know how you are with those synergy teams. This is exactly what you've been asking for. So Jerry updates. Veers has made relevant. I, and they have synergy. What? This is like Christmas for me. <laughs> My birthday, I got a big present, so I'm okay with that. Very nice. Well, we're running a little long like we always do, which is fine. I'm sure you're still oh, here wow. anyway. So who did think yeah, it? I know, right? Big surprise. But uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. If uh, you want to join our discount, discount. I've had way too many to drink. If you want to join our Discord, check out our Twitter. It's the links in the bio. Check out our Reddit post for this episode. It'll be in there too. Leave feedback. We love to hear from you guys. Even if you're not in Discord, we read the Reddit and we respond and like to hear from you guys. So, yeah. Leave feedback on iTunes, Podbean, uh any of your preferred outlets and we get the emails and we read them and we like to hear from you guys. So with that, I think that's it for us this week. So I want to say thanks for listening and uh, hopefully we will hear from you again next week. I am Groot. (laughs) Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.